in Seattle. Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to RodandGunsitDown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys. Welcome to episode 633 of the Ron and Don Show. It is a real estate-only version. And, Ron, what do we do on this uh, version of the real estate-only podcast? Well, we, we um, like to give you some expertise in real estate. So whether you're an agent, uh, whether you like to strategize about real estate, or you're looking to buy or sell, or you just want to educate yourself, because really... I was thinking about this this morning. This is the, it's a very unique income investment wealth vehicle. You know, if you have a a stock market portfolio or you have a 401k, you might get great returns on that, but you can't live in it. You can't go live and have Thanksgiving dinner in your 401k. So real estate can be your investment portfolio and the place that you live and the place you're raising your family. And also the place that's gaining equity, it can become your piggy bank. Uh, and so learning about real estate, how to think about this asset class, uh, how you use it, manipulate it, uh, and able to finance it and pull money out of it uh, to do other things in your life. That's what we try to do on these Friday shows. Yeah. So l- let's do, I, w- I want to talk about buyers. I want to talk about sellers and I want to talk about choosing an agent. And I also want to talk to people out there that are new agents and something that Ron and I have talked about before being a unique, unique differentiator. All right. And so for instance, uh, let me talk to sellers first. Uh, and a lot of times what sellers do and you should do is just don't talk to one agent. Whenever I sit down with somebody or Ron and I sit down with them and they say, we are talking to a number of agents right now, we encourage them to do that. So we have some clients that are up north. We're getting ready to bring their property on here at the end of January. And when I sat down with them, they said, we're, we're talking to three agents. And I'm like, you should be. Because what you want to find out when you sit down with those agents is you want to find out how are we going to be good team members. And you also want to find out uh, when pressure is added to this transaction, because pressure always comes. You want to make sure kind of what Ron's role is, what my role is, what your role is. And the cool thing about us is you get two realtors uh, usually for for the price of one, which is really great. Here, Here's the thing, though, that I would make sure when, when you're sitting down and you're selling a home, this is the thing that, that you want to ask a realtor. Number one, what is unique outside the MLS? Uh, Ron, and talk about this a little bit because every realtor has access to the MLS. We have access to the MLS and any realtor that you're going to sit down with has access to the MLS, right? Yeah, so the multiple listing service, as it's called, and, and each region has its own, uh, and they're usually privately owned. What is it? Well, it's, it's a market maker. Uh, in the same way, the, the New York Stock Exchange is a market maker. So, so let's say, let's use stock for a second and we'll come back to MLS. Let's say that Don is like, you know what? I want to buy my son some, he loves Disney movies. I want to buy him some shares of Disney. Uh, and then hopefully by the time he's 18 or 25, those shares of Disney will be worth more money and it'll introduce him to the, to the stock market. So how would you do that if, you wanted to buy those shares. Like you can't go to the Disney store 
and say, I'd like to buy five shares of Disney, you need a market maker. And so you need someone that is going to make a market for you to sell you this equity. And so you would go to uh, a broker, right? And it's very similar to real estate. So the market maker would be the New York Stock Exchange uh, uh, back in New York, NYSE. And so they have published a price for a share of Disney. And so, but Don can't walk in, fly, get a plane ticket to New York and walk into the New York Stock Exchange and go, give me five shares of Disney. They're going to kick you out of the building. You're not going to make it through there to ring the bell and buy your five shares. You need a broker, a broker that does what? A broker that has a license with the New York Stock Exchange. So Don goes to Charles Schwab or TD Ameritrade or Robinhood or E-Trade or Tradier or something like that. And, and he opens an account and he puts money into that account. And he tells his broker, I want to buy five shares of, of Disney for my son. Here's, I don't know what Disney's going for right now, probably a couple hundred bucks. Here's a thousand dollars. It's in my account. Give me five shares. The broker has the ability to go to the New York Stock Exchange, find someone that's selling five shares, they give them to you and they take a commission, right? So the brokerage takes a commission, the New York Stock Exchange takes a commission because they're the market maker and the broker facilitated the deal. So in the in real estate, that it's kind of the same. You could go out and just sell your house. If you had the expertise uh, and you didn't feel like you needed the multiple, you could stick a for sale sign in your house and sell your house uh, and just put a for sale sign up and someone comes by and, and wants to buy it and you hire an attorney or you might be an attorney and you could sell that house and that would be a valid contract. Most people, though, don't have the skill set to do that. So they need a market maker. So the MLS is that market maker. They um, have buyers and sellers of various types, and we can get into that in a second, that, that want to buy and sell property. And so, but I can't walk into the MLS office and say, I want to buy this house on Main Street. I can tell me, get out of here. We don't deal with the public. We're the market maker. We're the stock exchange. You need to go to a broker. You need Charles Schwab or you need TD Ameritrade or Robinhood. You need Ron and Don. Ron and Don are brokers. They have paid a membership fee to have access to our market. All right. And so they are with a brokerage and then we make a commission, the MLS does, and the brokerage makes a commission on every transaction that is made. And so because we created this market, we have brought value to the marketplace. And so every real estate agent, if they're paying their dues on time, will have a license and a membership to the MLS where they can access uh, the MLS. The MLS shares its information with the, with the individual due paying members. They also sell their information to other services. So the MLS is allowed to take your all the aggregate listing information and sell it to Redfin. Redfin doesn't get that information for free. They pay a fee to the market maker. They're, they're similar to a brokerage. They're like a wholesaler. Uh, Zillow pays a fee to the Northwest MLS. Realtor.com, uh, any of these services, Trulia, they are going to pay a fee to access the market maker information in the same way that when I buy options in the morning, I'm paying a fee for the data stream. I'm paying a fee to the market maker so that I know what 
prices are coming through that brokerage. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the first thing that you want to do is you want to ask your realtor that you're interviewing, what are you doing and what kind of money are you going to spend or what kind of access do you have outside the MLS? Since all realtors have access to the MLS, what is your presence on social media? Uh, do you have a podcast? Uh, are you going to put this on TV? Can you create are, an additional market? Yeah. Are, are you, are you going to mail this thing out? Uh, are you actually going to be at the open houses? Because we are at all our open houses for the most part. Uh, Ron was at our open houses this weekend. Usually one of us is there or someone on our team. A lot of realtors, they go on vacation and they're not at the open house. They, they, they let other young, inexperienced realtors go in there and represent your property. And what are those young realtors trying to do? They're trying to pick off buyers. They're hoping a buyer comes in there. They're hoping that buyer that comes in there is not represented by an agent. And they're hoping they pick up a client. So the actual realtor that knows everything about your house because they listed your house, aren't there to sell your house when the potential clients walk through the house. And what they will tell you is, you know what? It's never the people that walk through the open house that actually end up buying the house. That's not true. That is a lie that realtors tell in real estate so they don't have to go to your open house because they don't like working on the weekends. And a lot of times what they've done is they've taken their commission from the house they just sold 30 days ago and that check hit the bank and now they're in Cancun and now they have a young and experienced realtor standing in your house. And again, the re the reason that realtor wants to be there is because they want to have an opportunity to pick up a buyer. So make sure, number one, when you're interviewing a realtor, ask them outside of the MLS, what is your unique differentiator in marketing this home, right? All right, let's go to number two. Uh, and this just happened to a friend of mine. She ended up hiring a realtor. And so the realtor said, I had, because she had a lot of work that had to be done to this house. And, and so she asked the realtor, how are we going to get this work done? And the realtor handed her a list. And on the list were plumbers and on the list were electricians and on the list were contractors. And so what the realtor told her is, hey, this, these are my list of people uh, that can come and do the work. And all you have to do is pick up the phone and call them. So she has now uh, signed a contract with this realtor. This realtor uh, basically has access to the MLS, and and I had just met her, so she had, she hadn't asked these questions. And I said, "Well, well, outside the deal, what can the and realtors will say? Well, we're neighborhood experts. We know all about the schools. Well, guess what? That's a five thousand dollar fine to talk about the schools. You're not allowed to talk about the schools. People have to figure out the schools on their own. And with all the information that we have online, everybody's a neighborhood expert. So, uh, so, 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 so." Here's the thing that you want to find out when you talk to that realtor. Who are your contractors that are actually in your phone that you can call right now? What is the name of the painter in your phone? What is the name of the plumber in your phone? What is the name of the electrician in your phone? What is the name of the contractors that you give so much business to that, number one, they're going to give me a bid that's a firm bid, and it's not going to be a time and material bid? Ron, can you explain the difference between a firm bid and a time and material bid? Well, a firm bid means it's a firm bid. There's, you need to get uh, the house painted. It's going to be 
$4,628. Yeah. <laughs> time and materials means... <laughs> time and material means... Ron, uh, is time and material s- means, hey, uh, it took me longer than I thought, and why wow, you got a lot of molding in here, and a lot of casework, and we needed to go buy some extra paint, and so here's, a, here's an additional bill. It always costs more. For, for $1,000 more. Time it, so if you're a realtor, and you use the same contractors, and, and you're always handing them work when times are good or times are bad, those contractors will create a firm bid, because they know they won't get the job at the time and material. If, if a realtor gives you a list of electricians and plumbers and and contractors that could come in and frame things for you and put on roofs and it's time and material you're always going to pay more and a lot of times you're going to pay a lot more and the thing is now you are having to manage the pro the, the project and the realtors kind of disappeared and they're supposed to help you and they show up again when it's actually time to sell the house so number one again when you're selling the home Find out what access or what marketing materials you have. What are you going to do that will make this property really pop outside the MLS? Number two, take out your phone right now and show me the contractors that will give me firm bids. And then what I would, would tell your realtor to do is to call them. Will you call them? Will you set up the painter? Will you set up the cleaner? Will you set up the electrician? Because all these things have a sequence to them. And if you get out of sequence, right, if you bring in the plumber and the electrician was supposed to be there first and it's time and material, they are now charging you for their time. And this is what happened to my friend. The the, the plumber shows up and he says, I can't do the work because the electrician didn't come. The electrician came and said, well, I can't do the work because it hasn't been properly framed. And the gentleman who was framing, the, who, who was helping frame the inside of the house so they could bring this to market, he couldn't frame it because he was stuck at a framing job down to Tacoma. So the sequence was out of whack. These weren't firm bids because the electrician and the plumber showed up and that's their time. And they were turned away because they still charged her for the hours of driving there and being there. And it just drove the project. Uh, in fact, the, 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 the project was out of control when I ended up looking at those numbers. So ask yourself, number one, again, marketing, uh, what is your unique differentiator and will you be sitting in the open houses or someone from your team because you're the expert? Number two, what is your connection to real contractors? Don't hand me a list. Are you willing to actually be a part of the process of bringing this thing to market? And then number three, ask them, what is turnkey mean to you. And I have to say, if you go to my Facebook page right now and you look up Don O'Neill, you look at the home that we just spent a lot of time on down in Burley, Washington, that is how a turnkey home is supposed to look. If I showed you old pictures of this home, you'd be shocked. And the reason you'd be shocked is because it used to be a nursery. When you look at pictures of this home, you can't even tell that this home used to be a nursery. There's a lot of realtors out there. Turnkey means something completely different to them than it does to me. I am OCD about a turnkey property, and that is why you have to ask your realtor the third question. 
are we going to do an inspection? And when we find out things are wrong with the house, how are we going to remedy those things? And then how do we bring the, the how do we bring this home to market? Most realtors will not want to do a pre-inspection. The reason they don't want to do the pre-inspection is they will tell you that they don't want to expose you to things that maybe you don't know. And in reality, they don't want to do the work because as soon as they do an inspection and things have to be remedied, then they have to bring in those contractors that they may or may not have connections with. And all of a sudden, this job really starts to sm- snowball and it gets very big. They're just going to try to come in. A lot of them do minimal work, put the thing on the market, grab their commission. And then like most realtors on the sell side, and the buy side, they disappear after that. And then the, the final thing that I will add that, that I think you should, no one has ever asked us this question. We've not had one client ever ask us this, and it may be the most important thing. What do you guys do to protect me from legal exposure? How are you going to buttress me from ever getting sued? No one's ever asked us that. We are literally sometimes signing a 45-page legal document that is enforceable in a court of law, and no one has ever asked me, Ron, are you doing anything above and beyond to protect me legally? Yes, I am. I'm staying up late at night, and it keeps me awake, and I'm getting up early to double and triple check uh, to make sure that you are not legally exposed. And so it's one of those things that when it doesn't happen, it's a good thing, but it may be the most important thing. Uh, we had a situation once where I, I, I almost made a mistake, but I was able to fix it. It would have been a $40,000 mistake. Uh, and the legal exposure would have been multiples of that uh, if we had done it incorrectly. I was able to get it back on the tracks. We remedied the situation. I uh, did not have that exposure. But there have been times uh, from other agents where their client is completely exposed. And we would have eaten the 40000 for our clients. They, they wouldn't have eaten the Correct. forty. We would have eaten it, yeah. But uh, I've received offers and talked to agents that are completely exposing their client to legal jeopardy, uh, and they don't even know it. They don't even have the expertise to know that they are completely jumping out of a plane with no parachute at all. And so that to me would be the fourth thing on the list when interviewing agents. What are you doing to protect me legally? Yeah. How, are, I, how are you taking care of me yeah. and what forms and what contractual things are in this, uh, in this situation that protect me? And I have to say, there's a lot of real estate agents out there right now that are just trying to hang on. They contact our clients and they try to pick them off. And the only thing that they really have that's a unique differentiator outside of what we do is they cut their commission. But you got to be very careful about dealing with a realtor that's just going to cut their commission because the bottom line is this. I'd rather pay a realtor a little more in order to get a lot more when I'm at the closing table. And that comes down to negotiation. So any realtor that's willing to pull up, and this happened at my neighbor's house the other day, and they're, they're actually using another uh, realtor to represent them that's within their family. And so, and so 16 realtors stopped by a moving sale, and many of them, without even knowing them, they weren't willing to help them with the moving sale, but they're like, they were guarantee a price. And then they were also saying, I will cut my commission and they didn't even know my neighbors. They had they didn't even know what the job was yet. And how can you cut your commission when you're going to go in and you may spend a hundred hours on this house, or you may spend an hour on this house? You just don't know. So, and I will say this on the buying side: 
I had one of my buyers call the other day. In fact, I had two different, last week, I, I was in, in two different homes last week, a lot more homes than that, but two of my buyers. One of our buyers bought a year ago. I'm standing in the basement with Ron. I'm standing in the basement with my architect. And I'm standing in the basement with this couple that bought this home. And I'm there. And I think, Charlie, you were out in the car, right? And, and so we're down there. And we're helping them figure out how do we build an ADU. And in fact, not only did I bring the architect in, but I also have the crews that are going to come in and build the ADU. I have the plumber. I have the electrician. I, 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 and in fact, we're going to do this at my friend Jeff's house up the street. Uh, we're doing this at the top of Queen Anne right now. When, when the transaction is over... You want to know, is that real estate agent still for the, the, this, this is for you buyers, not the set for you buyers. Is the real estate agent still going to be part of the fabric of your life, right? A lot of real estate agents, when the transaction is over, they're done. Uh, my friend Brooke, you uh, bought a house the other day and she was telling me this horrible story that she bought this house as duplex and that this real estate agent said that she had, uh, All these electricians and plumbers did the thing where she handed her the sheet. And so uh, Brooke started calling and and found out that this real estate, all these these plumbers and electricians didn't even know this real estate agent, that this real estate agent had just taken these things uh, off a computer and off Google reviews, but but had no connection. And, and, And so here she is for the first time trying to build this duplex uh, or, or remodel this duplex. And she called the real estate agent and the real estate agent just blew her off. And she said, you know what? That's not really what I do. Uh, I gave you that sheet. Those are the subs. Go ahead and call them, see if they could help. And and in the meantime, we're standing in a basement, uh, up in North Seattle, or I was actually involved in moving a big slab, uh, where some of our crews are right now in a home that we sold, sold months ago. Uh, and it's a triplex where our crews are in there right now, uh, rebuilding this triplex inside. What, what kind of money do we make and do absolutely nothing? But, 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 but the thing is you want to find out is your realtor there after the sale as well? Or are they there just to hustle the sale? And any realtor that comes to you and says, you know, I'm a neighborhood expert. I know the schools. I'll slash my commission. I would run like hell. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of The Ron and Don Show. And don't forget, uh, if you need to sit down with us, Ron, it all starts with The Ron and Don Sit Down. Yeah, you can go to ronanddonsitdown.com. You can also email me directly, ron at ronanddon.com. It's a easy Zoom call. We'll see if we're a good teammate and we vibe with each other. And then we will uh, come up with a custom game plan just for you. Yeah, if you need Ron, he's Ron Upshaw. I'm Don O'Neill on social media. If you'd like to see some of the homes that we've been working on, especially the before and afters, or some that are for sale right now, of homes in Bothell and Burley, all you have to do is go to Don O'Neill on Facebook and give me a follow because I don't think we can be friends anymore. I have too many friends, but you can give me a follow and I'll follow you as well. And he's Ron Upshaw on Facebook. We're both on Instagram. All right. And uh, Charlie showed up this week on my Instagram as, as well. If you want to check him out. All right. Head up, shoulders back. As I said, if you need us, just reach out. And in the meantime, we thank you for letting us be your broadcasters, your friends, and your real estate agents. Till next time, keep your head up and your shoulders back. For the third time, you're listening to the Ron and Don Show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network. (laughs) 